What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go? Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. Number 24, Papa Dude, our 24th show today. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to get into some college football playoff uh, talk as well. Before we do, how's it, how's it going today? Hey, going good. Nice sunny day. A little chilly out there. I don't know if you've been out or not, but that wind is a little cold today. It is a little cold, but uh, yeah, I am feeling rested up. That's the good news. I'm back to normal today. So uh, that that is very, very good. Well, I mentioned right off the start, and I'll go ahead and pull it up now. We were going to get into the college football playoff just a bit here. Uh, trying to zoom in on these rankings just a bit. For you guys, if you're watching live, um, the second set of rankings have come out. And I think they were more ridiculous than the first set of rankings. What, what what is your take on this? Is this more for entertainment value at this point? Or they do they really think some of these teams deserve to be where they put them? <laughs> it's a mystery to me. I'll tell you for sure. I think it's entertainment value. You know, you get down past the number 10, really, maybe 11. There's They don't mean a, a darn thing. They yeah. really don't. The only thing I can see is there of any value if it's one of those contending teams up there plays – a team in the top 25 in their rankings that gives them a significant win. Other than that, those teams don't have a chance to get in there. I don't even know why they, why they do it past 11 or 12, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think it's I just a talking point, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Um, I think the big one this week, it seems like they put importance on, you know, head to head matters, which <laughs> logically that would make sense with having number three Oregon ahead of number four Ohio State. Mm -hmm. But then you just go down a few spots. Yeah. Michigan is at six. Michigan State is at seven. Michigan State beat Michigan two weeks ago. Two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> Explain that one. There is no explanation. I mean, it's it doesn't make any sense. And Oregon, to me, at three still doesn't make any sense. So it is going to all play itself out. I think, especially with the Big Ten. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do, though, if Oregon keeps winning. So, yeah, and they, they, they definitely have a chance to do that. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't, I just – I'm just confused by, by all of it. And, you know, Michigan State dropped to seven, and that's okay. I did think Oklahoma would move up ahead of them, didn't yeah. you? And it doesn't really matter – at this point, and, and I'm not saying Oklahoma deserves to be any higher than what they are, because they don't. When you look at who they've defeated, and it's all out there still uh, for the Sooners. So we'll see what happens. It is interesting that they moved Cincinnati up one. Uh, yeah, and, and Magic, uh, I, I told Magic, no, I think they'll be six, and he made a bet that they would be six, and they were five. Sorry, Magic. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's here's the deal. I think they're way overvaluing these one loss teams, right? Oh yeah. I, I don't think Alabama is nearly as good as what they, they have been. 
they're still a good team. I'm not arguing that they're they're they suck or whatever, but they're they're not great. Mm-hmm. Oregon, I mean, my goodness, they don't play anybody out in that mm-hmm. conference. Ohio State has been sneaking by teams that aren't very good, and I don't think Michigan and Michigan State are 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 considerably better than say OU, Notre Dame, OSU, even Texas A&M. Like I think they would all be favored over Michigan or Michigan State. So. They're putting a lot of value on that Big Ten right now. And because, I mean, obviously, Oregon's up at number three because they got that win over Ohio State, yeah. right? So yeah. a lot of value in the Big Ten. And I don't I don't think those teams are as good as what they say. What do you think? Well, I don't think anybody is except Georgia. Yeah. I mean, as far as trying to rank these teams after them, you could kind of pull them in a hat, you know, and make a case for any of them. Because no one has separated themselves from the rest except – Georgia. And so it is tough to rank them. Uh, and again, we argue about this every week, but it's all going to play itself out because the, the big 10 teams are going to play each other and they'll eliminate each other. Uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma state will play each other down the road. Yep. And uh, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. The Alabama Georgia thing could get all settled too. If Alabama gets to the, uh, SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. But it all goes to where this is stupid. They need to go to a 12-team playoff, at least an eight. I'd take eight, mm-hmm. but 12 would be great. They need to go to that, and all this crap would be solved. But they won't do it. Yeah, so quick comment on that. I'm going to ask you two questions, and we'll get on to the game. So if you want to read Papa Dude's kind of a playoff plan to go to a 12-team playoff, go right now to the website. It's The, the title of the article is, if college football had a brain and it is a detailed plan uh, by Papa dude kind of laying out, okay, here's, here's exactly how they need to do it. So you may go, go uh, read that one. It, it's very, very good read. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's up now, but I wanted to ask two questions. Okay. Uh, I've been hearing some people say Alabama's going to make it regardless if they beat Georgia or not. Like assuming there's not a ton of chaos, Okay, and kind of the teams you see up there kind of went out, you know, like one team out of the Big Ten has one loss and Oregon has one loss and OU's undefeated in Cincinnati, blah, blah, blah. Does a two loss Alabama have any chance? Well, let me tell you this. If a two loss Alabama gets in, then we might as well just forget everything else. No, they don't get in. There's just unless there's total chaos. No. I, I would I'm agree. Done if, I'm done if they get in. I, I would I, agree, but I've heard some people thinking maybe Alabama is going to get in even with two losses. I, and again, if it's a bunch of chaos and there's, you know, yeah. they're the top ranked two loss team and there's not enough undefeated or one loss teams ahead of them, then that's one thing. But without chaos, there's no way they should be. I, I totally agree. The only way I can see a two loss team getting in, and there's a lot of things that got to happen, mm-hmm. if Alabama loses, and Texas A&M keeps winning, okay? And they then Texas A&M would play Georgia right, in the SEC uh, championship game, and they would be on a roll. You know, they would have beaten Alabama. They would have beaten Auburn, Ole Miss, you know, some pretty good teams that are all ranked. And then if they beat Georgia, then I could see them getting in. I yeah. could. 
if Alabama were to lose to Arkansas or Auburn, that would put Texas A&M in the SEC title game if they won out. And then I agree. At that point, they might control they their might. own destiny. They might. They might. Probably should, actually, you know, especially yeah. if they were to beat a Georgia. But that's I. That's a long ways from happening. I it think is. Alabama will be the one in that game. Um, the, only, the only other question I've got left for this week, and we'll start doing this every Thursday, as long as it keeps being ridiculous like it is, OU sitting at number eight, uh, undefeated there. They go to they go to Baylor this weekend. A win over Baylor, and again, mm-hmm. assuming the teams ahead of them don't lose this weekend, but a win over Baylor, how many teams will they jump if they win this weekend? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. And you're assuming all these teams are going to win. Yeah, let's say the top seven wins, then OU wins. Do they make up any ground with a win at Baylor this weekend? <sighs> I, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I I really I don't know. Now if they would go down there and beat them pretty bad, and let's say Michigan State may squeak one out against Maryland, mm-hmm. they could. I don't. They're not going to jump Michigan because Michigan's going to. If they win, they'll beat Penn State. Yeah. That's a pretty good team. Uh, Cincinnati struggles. They might. Jumped it. No, I think they'll stay about the same. I really do. They may jump Michigan State if if it's the scenario that I said. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I, there's a lot of people down at OU, people we listen to, media members and fans, uh, quite frankly as well, that think, oh, just one win against Baylor and OU will be up there in the top four. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think they mm-hmm. might move up one spot. Again, Maybe. that's assuming everybody wins that uh, we're, we're, that's ahead of us. So. I think OU has work to do. I don't think OU well, jumps into that top four unless they can beat Oklahoma State. No, I don't think so, and it doesn't matter at this point. Let's look at again. Look at the the thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, two of those teams are are done. Yep. So they're they're not eight right now. They're really like six. Yeah. They really are if if they keep winning. So yeah. two of those teams are going to be out. Probably Alabama will be out. So that yep. puts them to five. You think an undefeated Cincinnati is going to beat out an undefeated Oklahoma? No, no chance in hell. It's not going to happen. So no. Oklahoma people need to just chill. You've got your big games ahead of you. You have to win. And that's the key. Are they going to win? I think most OU people are, are really calm right now, but – I promise you guys that are listening right now, the we if they keep winning and they're not moving into that top four, you will start to hear some panic as the weeks go on. Oh, so yeah. that'll be a fun one to watch. I look at it just like you. If you went out, you're gonna be in it. I'm not well, here's it. what they need to hope for too. They need to hope Oklahoma State keeps winning. Yep. And they're eleven and one. And maybe they move up a little bit too. Yep. Because in order to get in there the way it's set up right now, and that could change, uh they're gonna they're gonna have to beat them twice. And they're going to have to do it back-to-back weeks. I'm so, telling you, Oklahoma's road is tough. It is tough. Yeah, it, it gets tough for us starting this week for sure. One last thing I'll say. If you remember the first podcast we ever did or show we ever did, whatever you want to call it, we talked about conference realignment. And we talked about OU and Texas jumping to the SEC and what it meant for everybody. Anybody that questions Oklahoma's move, Maybe look at these polls and you realize why they've done it. Sure, maybe they wouldn't be undefeated at this point if they were in the SEC. But when you're in the SEC, this shit we're talking about, you don't have to worry about it. 
No. OU, if OU was 9-0 in the SEC, they'd be number two in the country. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah. And even at, if they had one loss, it would probably be to a really good team. Yep. And that's the whole key to this. You know, Alabama's loss is to a very good team, as it's turned out. It wasn't at the time, yep. but it is now. And that's why I have a problem with Oregon. They lost to a team that lost 52-7 to last week at home. And they're three and six. Does that not count for something? It absolutely should. And you would think in the case, if we're going to rank Michigan State below Michigan, then that would start to become the the, the, makes, the discussion makes, as well. Is that, well, why is Oregon ahead of Ohio State? Yeah. I mean. If you go to my format, this wouldn't be mattering. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we could argue that they deserve to be in the top 12. They do. Yeah. But not numbers. I mean, come on. Well, the big key to this is if you can't get into the, like, if it's a top eight or a top 12, yeah. then shut the hell up. Like, yeah, come on. Sure. But yeah. when you limit it to four teams, it gets dicey. Well, and, and we won't get into this much, but all there's so much, you know, you hear all these coaches, oh, that's too many games if we go to that many, you know, if we go to that. Mm-hmm. Well... It's not for every team in the country that you're playing that many games and you're making those kids practice anyway. Mm-hmm. They don't go home because they're in a bowl game and the bowl game's over the Christmas break and you don't get a Christmas break. No. So all of that is just total BS. It's total BS. And if they want to do it, they can do it. And, and here's the other thing. What's the difference between the next level down and division two and division three those teams all have playoffs. They all play 15 and 16 games. Can't yeah. you little panty waste do it? At some point, you just have to wonder, why won't they accept what they are? It's a money-making deal. These are and not student-athletes. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get it. And like you said, do the, do the athletes where we went to school, I mean, they're never in the playoffs, but say they were, do they not matter? You know? Yeah. How about the basketball teams that are all over the exactly. country on a Tuesday night and a exactly. Thursday night? I mean, come on. And the other yeah. thing, you know, they talk about these bowl games. Well, we got to incorporate the bowl games. Yeah. You can incorporate the bowl games. And they go, well, we got to be over the holidays. Why the hell do they have to be over the holidays? If I've got a bowl game, let's you throw out the Gator Bowl. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if the Gator Bowl sells out. I'm going to say they don't. All right. City of Jacksonville. Okay. If you had a playoff game, a playoff game. On December the 4th or December the 18th, whenever that would be in this new format that they should go to, would they not sell that out? They probably would. And wouldn't the city of Jacksonville profit from all of that? And wouldn't every, I mean, if I was running a bowl game, I wouldn't give a damn when it was played. If I sold it out and I made money and the merchants and the hotels and everybody in my city is thrilled, wouldn't that be the way to go? It would be. Yeah, those bowl games would be much more attractive if they were part of a playoff system. And that's the other thing. You don't get rid of the bowls. I I wouldn't at all. You set up the bowls with the – it's so – it's listen, there's a million (laughs) things that they'll say, oh, you can't do it. You can't – no, you can. It's super easy. It's easy. We've talked about it for years. And then the other teams that don't make this playoff, you've still got the other bowl games for them. See, that's it. Like Bob Stoops would always say, well, I don't want to go to a playoff because the bowls would ruin the bowls. No, it wouldn't. I mean, the, the bowls are horrible as it is. Exactly, but still, like in Arkansas, that just got bowl eligible for the first time in, in yeah. a few years, they're just gonna they're gonna be just as excited to go to that sure. bowl. I sure. mean, come on, it's it's crazy. 
Uh, Dan says they need to go to eight teams at the uh, at the very least in a playoff setting, but that uh, they would still find a way to screw over teams like yeah. Cincinnati. You might be right, Dan. And there's one more thing that that they've got to do if they ever go to this. Okay, yeah. here's what I hear all the time: the conference champions of the five power conferences automatically go to the game, yeah. right? automatically in the playoffs. Okay, that's bullshit too, yeah. because in the ACC this year, there is a very definite chance that a two or three loss team is going to win the ACC title. Yeah. So no rules. There are no rules. The yeah. eight best teams go, and you don't worry about the, the lower group either. They got to play their way their way in, just like everybody else does. Yeah. And I really think Cincinnati would be in if there was an eight-team playoff. Well, if there was – yeah, Dan, I know you're kind of kidding around with that comment. I'll throw it back up there again. But if there was eight teams, they would be in. And that's the deal, right? If there was 12, yeah. they would certainly be in. And oh, even yeah. – the other thing it would do – now, it would get a little dicey. But if there were – if it was a 12-team playoff, a team like Cincinnati might actually make it with one loss. You know what I mean? A team like UTSA, who nobody's talking about, could accidentally sneak in if it was 12. Maybe. So, and okay, what's the, let me ask you this. What's the best thing about March Madness? Oh, yeah. It's the it's it's lesser schools upsetting the big, big boys. Everybody yeah. talks about Cinderella. Everybody <laughs> wants to see it. Sister yep. Jean up in Loyola, Chicago. That was a, it was a major sports story. It was. If they ran it like they ran college football, nobody would know who that school even is. That is what makes college athletics awesome. And even if these teams might get beat a lot of years, I know some years they wouldn't have. The year Boise State beat us, they could have beat about anybody. They would have been able to compete. The Cincinnati team last year would have been able to compete. Well, so, they did. They had Georgia beat. Exactly. And lost and all that. I guess that doesn't account for anything either. But yeah. it is, and, and, and again, Aaron, as you know, we've talked about this a thousand times. It all boils down to money. Yeah. And the big, the big boys are controlling this. Yeah. And we root for one of them. So, yeah, yeah I don't, no one's been any better. Uh, Oklahoma's benefited from this more than anybody has. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Magic had a, had a suggestion, do the final four after the bowls. And that's another thing that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, They're never going to know what we have now. I think there'd still cause problems. Well, the problem with that is, you know, these players that are, that would make it that far, they don't get any break whatsoever. And they wouldn't even get a week off between or for the, to go home before the second semester starts of school. So I, I, I'm, I'm against that. Yeah, that was dumb, Magic. Keep drinking your mimosas and, and watching us. <laughs> it wasn't. Dumb, it wasn't dumb, but you know, you gotta you gotta think about the student athlete in this. And you know, under the format that I came up with, um, a lot of schools would be done by December fourth. Yeah. And I think if you secretly ask the players if they could go home for Christmas and have a regular Christmas break like everybody else is, they would say, "Hell yes, bring it on." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's the other thing is it's only affecting a few schools. 99% of the schools, it's not going to change a damn thing. So. No, it's not 130 schools we're talking about. Here. No, no. It's there's eight to 12 teams that would be in it. It's not that big a deal. And and it, when if they get eliminated in the first round, 
Well, They're it's done. the same as playing a bowl and going home. So yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but it is. They have no excuse. That's no, the they don't. They don't. And we could spend a whole show on this, yeah. uh, and, and we would just get madder and madder as we went. So but we no will excuse. go ahead. What'd you say? I said they have no excuse. No, there's no excuse whatsoever. Let's get into the games, though, uh, and we'll stick with the college theme, and we'll start tonight. There's a, another wacky ACC game going on tonight. Listen, there's not really good teams in the ACC this year. But the games have been a hell of a lot of fun. North Carolina, now 5-4, and four, got that big win uh, last week over Wake Forest. They go on the road to Pittsburgh, number 21 Pittsburgh, up, uh, up now to 7-2. and two. Pittsburgh, six-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you think about this one? It's going to be another shootout. I think we're looking 50-45, to 45, something like that. It'll be real exciting to watch. I was pretty impressed with North Carolina. Carolina last week, uh, Sam Howell was really good in that game, the quarterback for the Tar Heels. I have a feeling they're going to go in there and win this game. I just have a feeling they are. I don't like Pittsburgh in games like this. You know, they're just not very proven when it comes to this. Uh, I, I kind of think Carolina's going to win this. I think it'll be really fun. I'm kind of looking forward to watching it. I took Carolina plus the six and a half as well. I think that's uh, a good bet. I think it'll be a hell of a game. I got word today that we're doing blinkers off early, which means I'll be able to watch this in full. So I'm very excited about that. I, I, I think it's been a hell of a game. But, yeah, I'm taking North Carolina plus the six and a half as well. I, I, I like them tonight. And Jason says the hell with the 73 is a total over under 100. It could be. It <laughs> could. You could really score. Yeah. If you think they're going to combine to 100, uh, newsflash, bet the over. <laughs> well, let's see. North North Carolina and Wake Forest had 103 last yeah. year. Yeah. It, well, no, they had 113. Well, that's right. I can't do math. That's right. Yeah, it's 58. 50, yeah, 113. That's yeah. unbelievable. Wow. That is. <laughs> All right, well, let's move uh, one day on to Friday. A okay. team that we what's what's that? You had something to say? Oh, I was thinking Wake Forest and Army at 126 the other, the other day, and that's another ACC team. Yeah, that's right. A another ACC team, uh, BYU and Virginia. I can't remember what they combined. Oh, it was 66 to 49. Yeah, so that was a ton of points as well. So I think the theme is, other than Clemson, by the way, which is yeah. hilarious, everybody else in the ACC can really score. So. Can. All right, let's go on to Friday night's game, just one day or, uh, later for us. Team we talked about a little bit at the top, Cincinnati, where they're struggling to get impressive wins. And if that means anything, well, they're not picking up those, those victories, but they are winning. They're nine and zero. they're up to number five. They go on the road to South Florida, two and seven South Florida, a team that used to be pretty decent in these ranks. Not so much anymore. Cincinnati 23 point favorite. Uh, what do you think? I, I, I don't think there's a debate. They're going to win. Do they finally cover and get kind of an impressive win here? You know, if I was coaching Cincinnati, I would have had a team meeting Sunday whenever they meet and said, guys, we got to forget about the polls. We just have to. We just got to start playing. We're not playing well. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line is if they win 52 to seven at South Florida, it's not going to matter because South Florida is not going to get them any style points. It's just not. So I think it's bothering this team a little bit. I think they're pressing. The question was, do they cover? I don't know. I really don't. South Florida gave Houston all they wanted last week, and the Cougars are playing really well, and they beat them by 12. Uh, unless they got beat up a little bit, I don't think they cover tonight or Friday night. I really don't. 
Yeah, they need to for sure, but I, you're probably right. It's it's going to be a little bit difficult. I think South Florida's starting to play a little bit better. They were really bad early. They haven't been quite as bad lately. Um, I got a little tricky with this one. I went <laughs> Cincinnati minus six and a half for the first quarter. So here's my theory on this one. I think they're going to come out of the gates firing. I think they're going to be, you know, they're, they've heard, you know, you need to, you know, you're still number five. You're not going to make it. You need to win more. I, I think they come out of the gate firing. Um, the reason why I didn't go just minus 23 for the game, it's a lot of points for a team that just hasn't yeah. scored a lot of points. So I, I'm definitely going to go a Cincinnati minus six and a half first quarter here. We'll see That's what good. happens with that one. Uh, yeah, but they, they need to get a big win. No question about it. All right, let's. Move on to the Saturday slate, and we'll start at Baylor as Oklahoma, number eight at nine and zero, goes to number thirteen Baylor at seven and two. OU on the road here, a five and a half point favorite. Uh, Baylor coming off a loss to TCU. I've thought about this game a lot. Obviously, I know you have too. Uh, what do you think in this one? I couldn't find anything I was really comfortable betting on in this one. I looked at team totals. I looked at the over-under. I looked at the point spread. I'm scared to death going in there. I don't know if you are, but I am. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I have a feeling OU's going to play well, but I don't know. And I, I watched Baylor a lot last week. I wasn't real impressed with them. I've seen them twice, and both times they lost. So... You know, I haven't really seen them against win against somebody. Uh, if I was going to bet, I think Oklahoma will win by more than five and a half if they win. So I would take them to cover, but I don't bet on my team ever. So I think it's going to – I I was reading the other day, some, a couple of people were given their – opinions and they think oh he's going to go down there and romp them and this was not oklahoma people that were yeah. what i was reading i don't think they can stop baylor enough to slaughter them i don't and in anytime you're starting a true freshman quarterback even though he has been phenomenal you still worry so uh, hopefully you got something better than I do <laughs> to talk about on this. I think the game goes either way. I, I wouldn't bet this one as far as a, a winner uh, with that line either way. I like Baylor over 27 and a half points. I think yeah. that's the bet to make here. Uh, I think OU, I think, I'm not going to say they're likely, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost at the same time. They should probably win this game. They should come out and play their their best game of the year. You know, they're healthy finally for the first time on defense since about game two or three. You'd think of the bye week probably helped kind of get that offense and sink more and more. Uh, I think if Caleb Williams plays well, they'll win this game. But I'm not brave enough to take five and a half. And listen, OU doesn't cover against hardly anybody. So uh, it's hard to take him here. But Baylor over 27 and a half team total. I, I think that one is a pretty good bet because I do think the bears are going to get four touchdowns. In this well, game. I know when I was writing the article, I said, cause Oklahoma's 34 and a half team. Yeah. Total, and I made the comment that they're going to have to score over that to win in my opinion. That, and that's my thing. I, I can see, I don't, I don't necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm trying to say the right way to say, or the, the, Easiest way to say, I totally agree. Like, I don't think they can win this game, you know, uh, 17 to 10. I think they're going to have to win, you know, 
41, 31, uh, you know, something like that, 45, 34, something like that, you know? So, um, I definitely think the Baylor gets over that 27 and a half. Now, and, and they did, they did get a huge break in this games at 11 o'clock yep. instead of six 30. Yep. And that's going to help because I mean, it's still going to be nuts, but not, we've been to 11 o'clock games compared to six 30 <laughs> at OU and there's no comparison to the crowd. So that's a big break. They did get a huge break uh, with that for sure. Baylor at night uh, against OU, it usually is pretty pretty nuts. Uh, we'll move on. New Mexico State, Alabama. I'm not going to talk about that one. That should be an easy win. I think we have better games to talk about. How about this one, Michigan goes to Penn State. I think this one's really interesting. Penn State six and three. They've been a little disappointing after a pretty good start. Michigan seemingly has everything right in front of them. They still kind of control their own destiny. Uh, their big games are left starting here. They're eight and one. They're number six. They're a one and a half point favorite. Can they get the road win at Penn State this week? I think so. I, th- I think they're better than Penn State. They should be undefeated. They should have beat Michigan State. They let that game uh, get away from them. I think if they beat Penn State, I think they're going to beat Ohio State. I really do. I think it's their year to do it. And I don't know why I'm saying that because they haven't done it under Harbaugh since he's been there. Not real high on Ohio State. So this is a huge one for them. Uh, Again, 11 o'clock game. That's good for Michigan. Um, Penn State's probably the best six and three team in the country. You know, they've got the one clunker at Illinois, but the, uh, the Iowa game, they let get away from them. Yeah. And then there's no disgrace to lose to Ohio State in Columbus. So are they is this going to be their big big game of the year right here? Penn State. Is this, you know, they've got them, they got Michigan State, but this is the biggest one of the two. Is this their big one for the year? It could be. Uh the, I think the, the the line I would take on this one, I would go the over under and I would go under the 48 and a half. I see a 23-17, 23-21 type game. But if you like Michigan, take them, or if you like Penn State, take them. The point spread's only a point and a half. So like if yep. you like Michigan, they're probably gonna win by more than than two. Yep. So that's I'm weird. thinking upset. I think Penn State gets them. I think, and I think you them. made the point that I was going to drive home that I don't even have to do it now. I think this is kind of a save the season type game. Yeah. We talked about this with North Carolina when they beat Wake Forest. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a game. It's like, okay, we can really rally the troops here. We've had a season that's been kind of disappointing, but a big win here would kind of make it better. Mm-hmm. I like Penn State and upset. Uh, as far as the bet, I'm with you. Under 48 and a half. I think this will be a slugfest. Uh, a good old-fashioned 11 o'clock Big Ten game. <laughs> so, you know, rain is in the forecast here. I mean, it's, it's going to feel like Big Ten football yeah. if that forecast is happening. So, yeah, I went uh, Penn State, but under the 48-and-a-half as well. All right, Mississippi State goes to Auburn. Uh, a couple of teams that are kind of flailing right now. Mississippi State 5-4. and four. Auburn is number 17, but they're 6-3. and three. They got romped uh, last week against yeah. Texas A&M. Do the Tigers bounce back, or does Mississippi State get an upset win here? Uh, this is a one that's tough to do, too. You know, Mississippi State loses games every week like they did at Arkansas. Yeah. They don't bother them. That was a heartbreaking loss. They played pretty well. Auburn was awful. They're at home. I don't know if they covered that five and a half, though. 
I think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be close. This is another one. I took a team total. I did not, I didn't like that five and a half point spread at all. I I'm with you. I think Auburn could win, you know, fairly similar to how Arkansas beat Mississippi state last week, but I do think Auburn goes over 27 and a half points. So that was my, my pick on. This well, I'll point. say this. If they do, I think they're going to win pretty easy. I see. I don't know. I, I could see him winning just like Arkansas did last week, 31, 28 and not covering, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, maybe. um, We'll see. You know, Mississippi State, they lost that game at Arkansas, but they missed three field goals. So yeah, they I mean, did. They could have won it. So we'll see what happens with that. I, I, it's, it's, I think it's an interesting game as far as it's going to be competitive, but what these teams really are, eh, they're just okay, right? Yeah. Um, let's move on. Northwestern, Wisconsin, we will skip that one. We'll skip Utah and Arizona. I don't think anybody's fired up for the, either one of those. This one, I don't think anybody thinks the result is in doubt. But number one, Georgia, now 9-0. They go to Tennessee at 5-4. and four. Tennessee picked up a big win against Kentucky last week. I, listen, Georgia's a 20-point favorite. I, I don't think anybody really thinks Georgia's going to go to Tennessee and lose. I'll ask you, though, you've watched a lot of Tennessee. Do you think Tennessee can make this competitive? Well, no, I don't. Um everybody's thinking Tennessee's got a great offense and, and they're better than most of the teams Georgia has played. They got extremely lucky last week and they made a lot of big plays and Kentucky just choked that game away. Uh, I think it's interesting. The line is 20. I think it, I would think it would have been a little higher than that. Really the line I'm going to take and, and Georgia has beat me four times. Four times they have beat me. And they're going to probably do it five this time. Because I'm taking Tennessee under hmm. 17 and a half points. I don't know if they score 18 points in this game. I, I, I don't know. See, I think you're right. I kind of think the Tennessee offense is going to get a different kind of test this, this time around. Yeah. I think they're going to get manhandled up front. Uh, I don't know. It's at Tennessee. Maybe they get lucky and get a few more points than what you think. I, I, I don't hate what you've, what you've bet there. I don't think that's too bad. I'm going to go ahead and just take Georgia minus the 20. I think it's going to be a little bit more lopsided than that. But, you know, I, I think Tennessee is – they're good enough to, like, keep it close for a half maybe. And then yeah. it's going to go down. Boy, you know that crowd is going to be rocking. Uh, yeah, and it'll well. be a heck of – now that's another – what's that, 230 game, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be ready for that. I just don't think they're good enough. No. Nope. I think Heupel's done a hell of a job to get them to five and four. Yeah, if you point. look at what Tennessee was last year and all the players they lost, I kind of thought they would be really, really bad this Me year. Too. They're not horrible. They're not no horrible. I, they're probably going to be a seven and five team. Yep. Um, you know, say they go to a bowl and win it. Eight and five would be a good first year there. Right, no uh, for kidding. sure. All right, let's go Purdue, Ohio State next. Boy, Purdue, they've knocked off top five teams twice this year. Uh, they go on the road this week to Ohio State, number four in the country, like I said, eight and one. Ohio State, man, 21-point favorite. Let's remember this team has not looked very impressive the last two weeks against Penn State and Nebraska. Purdue comes in here hot. I think they can keep it closer than 21. What do you think? Well, this is there's two things on this game that I have, and I still might do it. I, I, I've got one bet left that I'm really – hinging on and are trying to decide on in this one i i uh i watched purdue last week the thing that bothers me is they've upset two teams can they keep this up you know yeah. i'm a little worried 
that the bubble burst uh, this week. But not seen much out of Ohio State that warrants this being a 21-point game. You know, they've beat some crappy teams and by more than 21. But when they've played decent teams, they haven't done it. Two things stands out. One of them is the 21, and the other is 42-and-a-half uh, team total for Ohio State. And I'm not sure they're going to get that either. I don't think there's any doubt they're going to win. I don't think Purdue's going to go in there and upset them. No. If the game was in Purdue, it'd be a, maybe a little different story. So I think Ohio State's going to win. The question's going to be, can they cover? And I don't know. I'm going to go. I don't think they'll cover, but I, you know, I think they might win 38-21, something like that. 21 points is a lot for a team that hadn't looked very good. That, that's that's right. the whole deal about it. So I'm with you. I, I think Purdue plus the 21 makes a little bit of sense here. The only thing I'm worried about, this offense is a lot better, I think, than what they what the, the two teams that they beat in Iowa that's and Michigan State. I mean, Michigan State's not bad, but they're kind of uh, one-dimensional. So that's kind of the worry. I don't, I'm don't. i on the fence. This is one I might skip uh, when it's said, all said and done because it's just like, yeah, you could, like I said, if you think Ohio State's going to win 38 to 21, you don't feel great about betting Purdue plus 21. That's you true. know, if you thought the score was going to be 31 24, well, then sure, I'm taking Purdue. But I, well, I, I like the 42 and a half better, the under 42 and a half. If yeah. I'm going to do one, that would be the one I would go. Well, and you just look at the, how they've been playing here the last few weeks, they, they're not getting that number. So yeah. that's okay. I, I, I'll say that I agree with you uh, uh, on that. I think, I think that's probably. The quote-unquote safest bet. There is no such thing, but the, uh, that's the, the the safest, we'll say. All right, let's move on to what could be uh, – hey, listen, if you are – if it's 2.30 or maybe you live on the East Coast and it's 3.30, late, maybe you live where Magic is on the West Coast and it's 12.30, but either, either way, if you're looking to take a nap, <laughs> turn on Minnesota at Iowa on the Big Ten Network. Iowa's a five-point favorite. Uh, they won last week, so that was good. Minnesota – you never know. They they might lose to a high school team one week. Uh, you, you just never know. They are six and three, though. God, I mean, what do you think of this game? I can't explain Minnesota at all. I, I thought they were playing really well and would come into this game seven and two. And God, then they score six points against Illinois at home. It's unexplainable. Yep. So I don't know where they're at. I know where Iowa's at. They're the same place where they always are at. You yeah. know, if they're going to win, it's going to be 20 to 17, something like that. So we know where they are. The line is five. Iowa by five. That's quite a bit. And it had been six at one time. The line I'm going to take on this, I, I, I think Iowa might win, but Minnesota – Team total is 14 and a half. So they scored six last week against Illinois. I don't know why I'm going here, but I'm going to take Minnesota over 14 and a half and hope I get that one right. I took the same thing. Minnesota over 14 and a half. If I had to bet the line, I would go Minnesota plus the five too, because yeah. that's the thing. If, if even if, even if Minnesota would have won 15 to 14 last week against Illinois, we would be on Minnesota this week. We just would. I think so. They were trending much better than I was. Yes. So I'm not going to let one week kind of ruin it. Minnesota's beaten some teams, you know, this year that, 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 you know, that are probably just as good as I would to yeah. put it bluntly. So 
yeah, I'm going to go Minnesota over 14 and a half plus the five. I think they bounce back uh, this week. Let's hope. All right. Southern Miss and Texas San Antonio. We'll skip that one. Um, Michigan State, they're still number seven. They host Maryland. A 13-point favorite for Michigan State. Just quickly, what do you think about this one? Can they bounce back? I think so. I think they will. Uh, They were due to lose a game, and they did. Maryland's not very good. Uh, 13, that's iffy, you know. For a team like Michigan State, they don't beat anybody too bad. So I I would stay away from that, I think. I think they're going to win. But 13, I don't know. They're iffy. I think I think Michigan State will rebound. I really yeah, do. I, I think they will too. But and now know. the pressure's off of them again. See, I yeah. think that's the, that's the key yeah. for a school like that. So yeah. All right, big game for Texas A&M. We talked about it. They've still got an outside shot to get in this SEC championship game. They're going to need some help. Somebody's going to have to beat Alabama. Uh, they're number eleven now. They're seven and two. They go to Ole Miss, number fifteen. They're seven and two. This is going to be a hell of a game. I'm glad this game's at night where I can watch it and not during uh, our our game. Who do you got here, A&M or Ole Miss? Well, I watched Ole Miss a lot last week against Liberty because I had a bet in that game. Yep. And Ole Miss's offense was not very good. And they have not been putting up the points that they did earlier in the season. Uh, The quarterback is hurt. He's playing hurt. So they're not running him like they did. They're kind of trying to protect him a little bit. And um, they had a lot of chances to blow Liberty out. They played real well the first half. I think it was like 27 to nothing at the half or something like that. And then the second half, they did absolutely nothing on offense, and they had plenty of chances and and, and got out, played a lot. Um, A&M is playing very well. And defensively, they're as good as anybody, with the exception of Georgia. So I think they can shut them down. The question is, can they score? And the Mississippi defense is not awful. It's not It's not great. But the A&M offense isn't very good either. So this yeah. is a toughie. I like the line. I, I think A&M's going to win, and I think that line's just about right. So it's two and a half. I'll take, I'll take A&M to cover that. I did too. I took the Aggies minus two and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I just kind of think as, as much as Ole Miss is whatever you want to call them, improved or getting better or almost there, I think AM's a little bit further ahead of schedule than Ole Miss. I think AM gets it done here as well. It's going to be a hell of a game. Excellent so game. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited for it. All right, let's uh, go on here. Notre Dame, that's a team that's very, very quiet, right? Very quietly mm-hmm. just winning games. They got Virginia. This should be another high-scoring affair. Virginia's got a great offense. Notre Dame, uh, you know, this kind of reminds me of when they played North Carolina a couple weeks ago. Absolutely. Notre Dame, five-and-a-half-point favorite. Can they cover on the road against Virginia? Very tricky game for the Irish. Very tricky. Virginia's had two weeks to get ready. This is their bowl game. I mean, this is their biggie. You knock off Notre Dame. I don't care who you are. You knock off Notre Dame. That's a great, great win. Uh, I you hit the nail on the head. North Carolina game all over, and they beat them like forty-four to thirty-four. I I envision kind of the same type of uh, score, five and a half. That's right there again. Vegas does it to us all the time. They hit <laughs> right on the head. Really, yeah. I think they're going to win. Uh, I think they're better than Virginia, and I think they're going to cover. But it's I wouldn't bet much on it. That's for sure. 
my, I have no idea who will win the game. I know they're going over 64 points. I, I'm going <laughs> over that number of 64. It's going to be going to be a really, really fun game to watch. I think Notre Dame wins it in the you end. You know, I, I was writing the article, and I've never heard of Virginia's quarterback. And I follow football pretty much. His statistics are unbelievable. They're, he's averaging over 409 passing yards a game. Yep. And and that's I don't care who you play against. That's pretty good. So, Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. He's, I've I've watched him, believe it or not, like four times this year. Really? Like just a bit on when I've been watching TV. Yeah. He, he's he he just throws up and down the field. Now when I watch him, they usually aren't playing anybody any good. So that could be part of it. Yeah. We'll see what he does against Notre Dame. Obviously a decent team. So see what happens there. Hey, speaking of points, how about North Carolina State going to Wake Forest? Uh, this is another game. Does it mean anything as far as national you know, scene? No. Does it mean something ACC? Absolutely. Yes, it does. Does that really matter? I don't know. But it's going to be a hell of a game, right? Another entertaining uh, oh, matchup. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest, a two-point favorite here at home. Who you got here? Uh, well, I, one thing I do want to point out, a lot of people don't realize that that game last week with North Carolina was a non-conference game. Correct. What a weird thing that was. So it didn't count on the conference schedule for Wake Forest, so they're still undefeated. They're playing their main competition to win that side of the conference in North Carolina State. Um, this will be a fun one, like you said. The, the, the only difference is next to Clemson, North Carolina State's got the best defense uh, in the ACC. So – the point total is low, I think, if you'll see, it's 66 and a half. And the, the team total for Wake Forest is 33 and a half, which is pretty low. So they're giving North Carolina State a lot of credit for their defense. But I've seen them give up some points in some games. So this will be a really good one. Uh, I kind of like Wake Forest just rooting for them because they're diff you know it's different to root for them. I'm pulling yeah. for them. I think they're going to rebound. I think they're going to cover that again. Two points. If you like them, take them. Yep. You know. Listen, I, I think the point total is too good to be true. I took Wake Forest over 33 and a half. It's like yeah. five touchdowns for Wake Forest. Yeah, they can do that. So do that I took over fast. 33 and a half for Wake Forest in this game. I'm with you. I think they're going to win as well. Uh, I, I think so. they bounce back. Listen, they went out, they went out there, and yeah, I mean, they gave up a ton of points. And, yeah. and I'm sure if you're a Wake Forest fan, you're kind of pissed off, but to me, it's like shit. They played good enough to win last week. You know, they didn't they choke or anything like that. No, no. They just they're Wake Forest. They're not that good. You know, oh. that's that's all it boils down to. All right, a couple more here before we get into the NFL real quick. Arkansas, they're back into the top twenty-five, right at number twenty-five at six and three after beating uh, Mississippi State last weekend. Now they go to LSU. LSU's four and five. They're they're struggling big time, but. They could have beaten Alabama very easily. Did they leave it all on the field last week is the problem. Arkansas, two-and-a-half-point favorite here. Tough game to predict, in my opinion. What, what do you think? Almost impossible. Yeah. It really is. Um, I think LSU left it all on the field at Alabama. Now, I don't live in the state of Arkansas, but I do know this is a pretty big rivalry. Uh, between these two of course everybody hates LSU so you know everybody wants to beat them how much does it mean to them I don't I, you know that's that's the thing we don't know does this mean a lot to them they lost a game they could have won 
which would have made their season. So they know the coach is gone. I I just I I just can't see them getting back ready to go. This game means the world to the to the Razorbacks. Yep. I mean, this will give them seven. They still got Missouri, who they should beat. That's yep. eight. And you know they're probably gonna beat Alabama, but they could give them a game. So they're looking at a great bowl game if they win this one. We said last week the way the Arkansas travels, their fans, they're gonna get a good bowl game with an eight and four record. Mm-hmm. Um again, look at the line, two and a half. If you think Arkansas is gonna win, bet that thing, because they're probably gonna gonna cover that. So I'm just a little afraid the hogs might choke. <laughs> I hate to say that, but I'm just a I'm just a little afraid. I think they're gonna win though. I went Arkansas minus two and a half, and our pessimistic Razorback fan, Russ, chimes in and says, y'all ready for this? Hogs minus two and a half. He's picking the Razorbacks as well. That makes me feel really good because he always picks against them. So, Well, I've got them too. That's another thing I'm thinking about betting. I, yeah. I've got three or four things there I'm wrestling around. I hope it comes to me before we have to make the bet. But all signs say it's their time to beat them down there. You know, I don't think it'll bother Arkansas to play down there. They've played no. well at LSU before. Yeah. yeah. And this, you know, they're going to be ready. That's yeah. not a question. Yep. And right. they, they may be better than LSU. That's the other thing. Well, that's the other thing. Even all things being equal, how good is LSU? I, I'm not sure. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think Arkansas can get the job done there for sure. I'm going to take the Hogs minus the two and a half. All right. Uh, we got three ranked teams uh, left here. We're only going to talk about TCU, Oklahoma State. I don't think we need to talk about Washington, Oregon, or Nevada, San Diego State. Uh, TCU at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, number 10 in the country now. TCU fires Gary Patterson and then beats Baylor last week. Uh, new quarterback Chandler Morris. Uh, can he work his magic in Stillwater on Saturday night? Well, I tell you what, I'm impressed with Oklahoma State, and I think the fact it's a night game helps them. Yeah, it helps them. Their crowd will be there; that'll be uh, alive. They are in the top ten in the playoff thing now, which means something um, to them. The only uh, thing that I like in this game, Oklahoma State doesn't score a lot of points, and the over or their team total for them is 34 and a half. I'm not sure they get that because they haven't in hardly any games this year. 13, I think that line's reasonable. Uh, I think A&M got their win last week. And, I, you know, again, hard to predict. We've only seen this kid play one week. He was really good. Yeah. They got players. So the line's a little bit up there for me. I think Oklahoma State's going to win. I'm not sure they're going to get to 35 points, though. (sighs) Gosh, this game was tough for me to find something that I really liked. In yeah. the end, I went Oklahoma State minus 13. I, I've i seen, and so have you, TCU yeah. in person. They're not they're not very good. And, and what happened last week, it is what it is, right? Like, yeah. they won. It was big. But I just think Oklahoma State's too good. I, I, think, they're, I think their defense uh, will be able to, to stop TCU enough. We've seen that TCU defense. It's it's pretty bad. So uh, I'm going to go the Cowboys plus uh, minus, excuse me, minus the 13, but not one I'm really excited for either way. So with that, we will move on to the NFL. 
we'll transition over to the NFL. We'll talk about the game going on tonight. Um, interesting game, I would say. The Ravens try to keep things going. They're now 6-2, and two, uh, trying to stay above uh, atop, I should say, the AFC North. They go to Miami, who's 2-7. and seven. Um, You might look at that and say, well, this isn't going to be much of a game. Let's remember the Ravens, pretty much every game is, is an interesting game for them. They never really blow anybody out. They're a seven and a half point favorite here. What do you think about this Thursday night game? Before we get into that, I've got to answer Isaac's question here about the Bears on Monday night, because I doubt if we're going to talk about the Bears today. Right. So let's get that out of the way. No, Isaac, I was very mad at the Bears uh, because I had Pittsburgh six and a half point favorites and I had that as my lock of the week and the Bears blew it so I was very impressed with the Bears though and I tell you what I did see Justin Field played a great game and it looks like he's starting to Mm -hmm. come around a little bit so that's enough about the Bears anyway um, Ravens Dolphins okay I wouldn't bet the Ravens point spread ever (laughs) no I just wouldn't here's the thing how are they going to come out and play I mean are they going to be ready is is are they going to overlook the dolphins like some of these other teams have overlooked these lesser opponents mm-hmm. the last week or so or are they going to be ready we know the dolphins are not very good so i don't know if the true ravens team shows up this should be a laugher but i don't know the, the line i like in this one is miami's 20 and a half and they've only scored that many points, 20 or over, 21 or over, in two games out of the nine this year. So I'm going to play the law of average, or not the law of averages, but logic says they're not going to score that many. So that's the line I like, Miami under 20 and a half. And I'm going to go Baltimore over 27 and a half. So I think oh, let's uh, get it. All right. <laughs> that combined thing is, hey, if you like either one of those uh, uh, predictions by us, and you probably like the Baltimore Ravens minus seven and a half. Uh, the other well, news in this you, game. Wouldn't you wouldn't you think if they go over 27 and a half, they're going to cover seven and a half points? Too, I would hope think? so, but yeah. they're the Ravens. So I That's don't right. Know. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I would I would definitely hope so. The other, the other news to kind of follow here, make sure Tua is playing before you bet this game, or you know, make sure you know his status, I should say. Tua right now is still listed as questionable uh on ESPN. So we'll see what happens there. If Jacoby Brissett is playing, take the Ravens. He is Awful. And take the, was, minus, take the minus 20 and a half, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, if Tua plays, he's not – I'm not, a, like, a big Tua fan, but he's not terrible like no, he's that. So, keep an eye on that injury report. That's that's going to be the big thing. I'm sure that will be out in a couple well, – two, three hours, I think, we'll know the status of Tua. So, make sure to keep an eye on that. All right, let's move on to the Sunday games. We'll talk about this one for sure. The Falcons – uh, go on the road after beating the Saints. Uh, they go on the road this week to Dallas, who was just just inexplicable loss to Denver. Got blown out last week at home against Denver. Can the Cowboys bounce back? They're nine-point favorites in this game, despite that game last week. Well, they're nine points better than Atlanta, but I'm scared of it. The line a little bit, that's a big line in the NFL. Nine points. You know they have heard about that game all week long down in Dallas. So they're either going to come out and prove different or they're going to be feeling pressure. And Atlanta has very little pressure on them. I mean, a win would be fantastic for them. 
Uh, so I'm staying away from this game completely. I, I don't like Dallas. I've seen Dallas do this before. I need to see a good game out of them before I get back on the bandwagon. Kind of with you. Yeah, I I, um, I do think Dallas is going to rebound and score in this game. I went Dallas over 30 and a half. I just think the offense plays a lot better this week. But well, if they get over 30 and a half, they're going to cover. I don't know if that's accurate. I could no. see Atlanta scoring some points in this game. I could see it kind of getting into a shootout where it's kind of a last drive to determine the spread. I think Cowboys win, but I think Atlanta's got a shot uh, to keep it a little closer than, than you might think, even if even if the Cowboys do hit that over 30 and a half number. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to this one. You kind of set off there. You think an upset might be brewing in Tennessee this week. The Saints go on the road. Saints five and three. They go on the road to play the Titans at seven and two. Titans are a three-point favorite. Tell us why you think an upset might be brewing in Tennessee. Well, when I was writing the article, I did a little bit of research. I, I First of all, I think New Orleans might be better off with this quarterback than they were with Winston. They didn't lose the game last week because he played bad. Trevor Simeon put up some really good numbers. So that's not why they lost. Um, Here's the deal with Tennessee, and I'm a Tennessee fan. I I really like them a lot. But I got to looking at the statistics of the game against the Rams. And the Titans had 194 yards total, total yards, which is that's not good for a pro team. And the kicker is this. They only had 69 yards rushing. Now, we know part of that is because Jerry Henry's missing. Sean Payton, the coach of the Saints, is a defensive whiz kid. He's going to devise a defense that's going to make Tannehill beat him. So I'm picking the Saints in an upset this week. I might be wrong, but I, I'm still high on Tennessee. I just think it's going to I think it's going to come back and bite them this week. Now I know you're feeling totally different and that's fine. I just kind of have a feeling about this one. I don't necessarily feel like it's a lock that the Titans are going to win, but they've been my team all year with these overs. I bet they're over every week and they get it every week. So this week the Tennessee Titans team total is 23 and a half. I'm going over it. And I don't really give a damn if the Saints beat them. That's great. Just well, get yeah. to 24 points, Tennessee. That's all I want. I hope um, we both, uh, I hope uh, you're right and the Saints get like 30 and we both get it. That'd be yeah, great. that would be great. And Dan uh, chimes in. He loves the Saints as well this week. Dan, a pretty good uh, football better. So that's a good sign for Papa Dude. Maybe a bad sign for me because I don't know. I think if the Saints cover that uh, or, or beat them, you know, Tennessee may be under that that total. But Listen, I've rode them all year. They've done well for me all year. So if they lose this week, well, it is what it is. But I'll, I'll stick with my Titans, especially at home, to get to 24 points. Uh, Jaguars and Colts, good news is if you need an app on Sunday, that's the game to turn on. And we'll go on to the Browns and the Patriots. The Browns got a big win minus OBJ last week. They're now 5-4. and four. But, boy, now they go to New England to take on the 5-4 and four Patriots. This is a massive game. The winner is looking good for the playoffs. The loser could still make the playoffs, but, you know, the work's a little bit tougher here. New England, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. What do you think is going to happen? Well, has any team had more question marks going into games this year than the Cleveland Browns? They've had injury problems, and now they got COVID. 
problems. And as we are talking, we don't know whether Nick Chubb's going to play or not. And I would say he's not. He's listed as doubtful. Right. And the way I understand it, he is vaccinated. Yes. So he has COVID and he is vaccinated. Is that right? Yes, he has COVID. He is vaccinated. He needs two negative tests uh, in a row to play. Within 24 hours of each other. Correct. And he also, even, even if he was to get those negative tests, he is not practicing. So, so say he gets eligible tomorrow. Just right. that, that means he'll have one day to practice with the team. But go ahead. Well, I would, I, I'm just going to use common sense and say when you're betting this, you better keep in mind he's not going to play. I, I would I, assume he was not going to play. Yeah. I would too. I would not be banking on him playing. So you got to look at the Browns and say, okay, can they win the game without him? He was a major factor in what they did last week against the Bengals. And when he's playing well, when Chubb has a good game, Cleveland's hard to beat. Now, the kid that took his place in the Denver game, uh, Darnus Johnson, was great. And But this isn't Denver. Uh, they're playing. No. So they're going to make the other Cleveland players beat them. That's what they're going to do. So I think New England's playing better than anybody, in the, or just as good as anybody in the AFC. Or Did I say Denver? Or, no, you said New England. New England, okay. Two and a half. That's gone up. That line has gone up. Or yep. it was one and a half. Yep. And now it's two and a half, which that's the Chubb thing being factored in. I still think I, I like New England in this one. I think they're going to win it. I might have taken Cleveland if I thought Chubb was going to play, but I think the Patriots are on a roll and I think they're going to cover. All comes down to the uniform. One uniform says Patriots, the other says Browns. In a close game, I'll take the Patriots. I'm I'm totally with you on that one. Um, Yeah, Russ says, hey, the Pats are one and four at home. Does that factor in at all? That's something to think about, but no. (laughs) I I like them at home. I do too. I think think that's just kind of a – something to happen. They didn't – you got to remember, they played a lot of home games early, and they weren't playing as well. And then two of those losses out. are against Dallas and Tampa Bay, yep. and they could have won either, both of those games. So well, they, they lost they gave the other ones away too. They lost to Miami opening week in a game they should have won. So yeah. I mean, I get it. They're still one and four. I think they yeah. go to two and four. I think they get the job done. Yeah. Um, over the Browns, the Bills. Do you think the Bills rebound after that head scratching loss? Another shitty team this week, the Jets. But it's on the road. The Bills are a twelve point favorite. I mean, they got a rebound, right? Well, they got to, but are they going to cover 12? I wouldn't bet it. I just I, wouldn't. I think them losing last week makes them more likely to cover this week because I yeah, think maybe. they probably practiced their ass off this week <laughs> getting ready for this game. Uh, I took the Bills over 30 and a half points. I, I think their offense bounces back. Um, move on. <laughs> Do we need to talk about the Lions and the Steelers for no. Magic? Um so it's good news. Magic likes the Steelers too. So that's the good news for Oh, him. he does? Okay. I mean, do the Lions have any shot? No. no. Okay. <laughs> we'll move on. I don't think they do either. <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, Tampa goes to Washington. I don't think that's going to be a competitive game. Uh, Tampa's only a nine and a half point favorite though. Is that surprising to you? Yeah, they've been winning some games fairly close. So, yeah, it's a little bit. It's on the road. They're coming off a loss. Yeah, a little bit. I think they cover that. 
I kind of think they do too. I, I think that's a little bit low. Uh, Washington, one of the worst teams in the league this year. Uh, yeah, but I think Tampa will cover that nine and a half. The Panthers, they go on the road. By the way, Cam Newton going back to the Panthers. Don't know if you heard that one, uh, but he's back. I don't know if that's going to matter this week. Uh, Kyler Murray looks like he's going to play right. this week, by the way. Uh, Arizona, a 10.5-point favorite at home against Panthers. Do, I don't know. It's a lot of points in the NFL. Do you bet it? Do they cover it? It's like, yeah, we can find better games to bet on. Well, it came out at 9 to begin with, and then yeah. the news broke that Darnold was out, and now it's up to 10.5. It was 10 this morning, and it's up to 10.5 now. Um, that's too many points for me. You know, the Cardinals are coming after, off a huge win at San Francisco. I could see them overlooking this a little bit. I'd give them a better chance if Darnold was playing because then they would probably have their minds in it a little bit more. So I would stay away with from it. I would really like to bet it, but I would stay away from it. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from it, too. I don't like the, the 10 and a half. Uh, you know, P.J. Walker for uh, Carolina, he's not terrible as a backup. I think he might have a decent game here. But, yeah, I'm, I'm staying away completely. There's better ones to bet, including this game, I think. The Vikings go to Los Angeles. The Chargers are just a three-point favorite. I think they should be a lot more than that. What's your take on this one? Well, I want to get this in while it is three. Because Minnesota's got COVID problems big yep. time. Bet it now. Uh, yep. Yeah. They got 29 people that are have been exposed, including the coach, head coach. I would have bet it anyway, because I just don't see how the Vikings can keep playing after losing these tough games like they are. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm all over the Chargers and the three. I think they're going to cover this easy. I think they are too, and I'm over 27.5 team total uh, for the Chargers. I think they definitely get over that in this game. Uh, Russ disagrees. He says, no, I think he's just a big Vikings fan, so we'll see uh, if, if they can turn around for you, Russ. They have not been good lately. Uh, by the way, Dan thinks the Lions will cover against the Steelers. I, I want to well, hear that theory. Uh, that's an interesting one. They might. I mean, Pittsburgh. God, I was mad at them. You know, here I was, Dan. I was bragging on you. I called you smart. And then you you said that. <laughs> you know I'm kidding. And if you have an explanation, I'll, I'll be sure to post it before we get oh, off yeah. the air here. Uh, Eagles and the Broncos. This is kind of an interesting game all of a sudden. Because if the Broncos can win this one, they're sitting there at 6-4. and four. I still don't think they're very good. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Eagles. I don't, I don't even know what the Eagles are going to do. Every time I count them out, they play a decent game. What do you think here with the Eagles? They're going to play hard. I'll tell you that. They you play think hard. They, you think they'll beat them? They sure could. Yeah. I wouldn't bet a nickel on Denver. Don't you look at these two teams and it's like they're pretty comparable, really. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Eagles have played some better teams. You know, yeah. they've played a lot of good teams. Um, if that was in Philly, they might be favored. <laughs> they might. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge game for Denver. They get to six and four. Well, that's, that's what, you know, it's nothing to sneeze at, but mm -hmm. no, I wouldn't bet it. I don't think I, I took Philly when it was at plus three, they were, they were plus three. Now it's two and a half. I'll, I'll stick with Philly. I think, I think they'll pull it up good year. Denver's such a phony five and four. I, I don't know. I yeah. just think the Eagles might beat them uh, here. We'll move on. Uh, we got three games left here. The Seattle Seahawks go on the road uh, this weekend to take on the Packers. Good news for Seahawks fans. Russell Wilson is supposedly back this week. It looks like he's going to play. Good news for Packers fans. 
the jerk really won't come out and say it, but it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Um, you know, he's kind of being a little asshole about it, but it seems like he's going to play. Uh, a three-point favorite for Green Bay. You know, I, I, I don't like how big of a distraction has has the whole Aaron Rodgers COVID thing been. I think that's the biggest question mark. I think this is a sleeper game. Yep. And if you got some money you want to just take a shot at, you take Seattle in this game. They've had a week off to kind of collect things. They got Wilson back. They're pretty damn good for three and five. They're not a bad team. The Green Bay thing has got to be a mess. It's got to be. You don't know how the players feel. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, the thing that would bother me if I'm a Packers fan is Aaron Rodgers is running the team. Mm-hmm. It's what it sounds like. It's not, they're not asking the team, Hey, is he going to play or not? They're asking him. Yeah. You know, and uh, he, I don't, he hasn't, he can't practice. Right. Right. So he's kind of old. <laughs> what kind of shape is he going to be? He's been out two weeks. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No running, no cardio for two weeks. Can't be around anybody. I think this is an upset written all over it. I really do. I think Seattle might be, might win this game. And uh, we're just going to have to see, you know, Green Bay's one of those funny teams. They, you know, they, they win games you don't think they're going to. Well, uh, I will take Aaron Rodgers any day over Jordan Love. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so yeah. Even if Rodgers hasn't practiced for, for two months, I'll take well, him. Um, one lung, I would take him. <laughs> I really, really believe the Seahawks will win this game as well. Yeah. Well, the other thing I'm is they're desperate, say. you know, they need a win. They do. And they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the line to take is Green Bay 27 and a half. Go under that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I toyed with that one way or the other. And I ended up just saying, well, I think the Seahawks will win. I took that. So, but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of uh, playable options here. If you think yeah. Green Bay is not going to play all that well. So the explanation from Dan says the Steelers are the worst five and three team ever. Lions play hard for their coach every week. And then Russ chimed in and said they're the worst 11 and 0 team last year too. talking about the Steelers and that's, yeah. both could be accurate. Can't um, disagree. Yeah. So, but the Lions are still the Lions. I don't think the Lions play hard every week, but uh, you might fast forward to when they play the Eagles a couple of yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> that's yeah, what that's, I was thinking about. So <laughs> that would be my argument there. Uh, Martin chimes in and he says he's taking the Seah- uh, Seahawks in the money line, which that's, yeah. that's I, I think we're sitting here agreeing. I, I, I think you're right, Martin. Um, I think this could be an upsetter. All right. Speaking of upsets, let's see if what will happen here. The Sunday night football game in Las Vegas, the Raiders host the Chiefs in a absolutely monster game for the AFC West. Raiders are five and three. Chiefs are five and four. The Chiefs, a two and a half point favorite here. This is a monster one. The Las Vegas could could really do everybody a big favor if they could win this one. Uh, everybody in the AFC West. What do you think about this game? Well, I think the line is the Chiefs' reputation offensively against yep. the Raiders' futility in these kind of games in the last few years. I think that's what it amounts to. So I did a lot of analyzing on this one too. And and boy, I tell you, the Chiefs' offense has scored thirty six points in the last three games put together. Did you ever think you'd see a statistic like that? No. It's 12 points per game. That's unbelievable. And so they've got huge problems, huge problems. But, you know, lost in all of this 
is their defense is getting a little better. They've only given up 64 points in their last four games. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good in Mm -hmm. the NFL. So their defense is playing better. They can just get their offense rolling, you know, but that's a big if. So two and a half point favorite. I'm I'm doing my best to jinx it for the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm trying to get the, you know, so I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover this. Wouldn't surprise me either way here. I think this is a total toss-up game. Believe it or not, even when the Chiefs have been really, really good and the Raiders haven't, this is usually a good game. It's a, it it's a rivalry game. The Raiders usually play them tough. The Raiders went into Kansas City and beat them last year. So it's a tough game. Uh, I think it's going to be fairly high scoring. I took the Raiders over 24 and a half on their team total. I think they get over 24 and a half here. I said, I think it's going to be a 31-28 you know, type of game. Um, you know, who, who makes field goal and who doesn't? I think it's what it's going to come down to. Um, if you made me bet, I, I think I'm with you. I would ch- take the Chiefs minus the two and a half. Um, but thankfully, we're going to go with the team total of 24 and a half. And then whoever wins, wins. That's fine. Um, I think this is going to be a really, really good game. All right. One last one. Uh, the Monday night football game. We'll go over it just a little bit here. And then we'll do it uh, on, on Monday as well, the Monday show. The Rams uh, coming off a, a bad loss last week to the Titans. Well, it's really, I shouldn't say that. It's not a bad loss, but it was an unexpected one with Derrick Henry out. They're going to try to get right this week to uh, going up against the 49ers, who are three and five and really struggling. Rams are only a four point favorite, though, in this game. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a little surprised at that line, aren't you? Yep. I mean, the 49ers played a game last week against Arizona without Kyler Murray in a game they had to win, and it wasn't even close. So I'm really surprised at that line. Uh, if the Rams are ready to play, I, I just don't think the Niners are as good as people think they are. Mm-mm. So I would take the Rams to cover that. I think th- if they're ready to play, and I think they're going to be, I think uh, they overlooked uh, Tennessee or just kind of thought it was going to be easy with Henry out mm-hmm. and weren't ready. I think they're going to be ready for this one. So I would take the Rams to cover. I think the Rams bounce back in a big way. I think they come in really, really motivated. It's Monday night football. I think that helps the Rams. You know, if they they were kind of unmotivated, that would help them. Um, I went with the Rams over 27 and a half uh, points. I think the Rams get that for sure. Let me throw this out here at you. Okay. Stafford was awful last week. Uh Uh-huh. What if he's awful again this week? What's he going to start here in? Yeah, meaning if he's going to start declining and yeah. he couldn't handle it because they got yeah. they were good and they yeah. yeah, huge game for him. That narrative will start if that yeah. happens. There's yes, no right. doubt. Uh, you know but, the media. The media is <laughs> oh, they're really, just it's it's quite hysterical. One game is the end of the world, and any yeah. loss is always blamed on the quarterback. Yeah. So and they hate him. So they're yeah. they're just wanting him to crash because they didn't think he would do very well out yeah. there so it'll start it oh god i hope it doesn't happen for for his sake <laughs> i know me too me too uh before we get to our top five martin drives in uh did you guys play my 14 parlay i gave you monday at cash i do know it cash i was following it for you there martin i did not play it though unfortunately so um yeah i was i was too tired to to even look at the nba <laughs> on monday um jason says he's going are you jason are you going to the rams 49ers or are you going to the chiefs raiders and we were talking kind of both of them when you were when you mentioned that so 
We'll see uh, which game you get to go to. And uh, Russ says, hey, the Rams, easy in this one. I think we kind of agree. All right. It's top five time. Uh, you've got five teams. Are you going with the five that you set before the show? Throw them up there and let me see what they are. <laughs> well, you were debating uh, okay. about doing Tennessee. What was, he, what was the one I we were just talking about? I was thinking about changing my – oh, I know what it is. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. You ready? Yep. I'm going to definitely stay with the Chargers. That's my lock of the week. Okay. How about this next one? We Now, this is how stupid I am. <laughs> I'm going with a one and eight team, the Tulane Green Wave. What in the hell is a green wave? Anyway, I'm going to go with them to get their second one of the year and beat Tulsa. So I got Tulane plus three. I got the Minnesota Golden Gophers over 14 and a half. The Dolphins under 20 and a half. And I want you to change that Tennessee one. Okay. I'm going to do Green Bay under 27 and a half. Green Bay. Under 27 and a half. I'll put that up there now. Okay. All right. That's the five uh, for, for you this week. Um, I, I don't, <laughs> I haven't analyzed the Tulane Tulsa game, believe it or not, but I, I don't, <laughs> that's, that's a wild one. <laughs> hey, I cover them all. I was going to do, you want another one I wanted? Let's, yeah, go ahead. UNLV got their first win in like two years. Yep. Last week. I was gonna, I was gonna bet them. Who are they playing? Uh, we got Hawaii at uh, Vegas. What? Uh, what's the line on it? Three and a half, I think. There are underdogs. Yes, I would take them. Here's why: I, I, I follow all of them. I, I watch all the scores, all everything. Right? Yep. They're close to winning. They are this year. Yeah. They, they are number two. So. Maybe, maybe. By the so, way, uh, uh, Ohio, which was in my bottom 10, yeah, they've escaped. They won this week. So now they have three wins. They're no longer eligible eligible to be in the bottom 10. I was so, going to uh, say, they've won two in a row because yeah, I watched them beat Miami done. of Ohio as well. Yeah, so. They blew their chance. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Here's mine. Um, trying to get above 500. Did, did. Two and three last week, and I'll take it because I couldn't, I didn't concentrate it on it at all last week <laughs> with everything going on with the Breeders' Cup. It's just couldn't do it. But anyway, this week I have I have a five uh, overs for our team totals all in the NFL. Uh, and the last time I did this, I went five and zero. Oh, so I'm trying to repeat uh, there. I got the Rams over twenty seven and a half. We talked about that. Titans over twenty three and a half. Chargers over twenty seven and a half. Vegas over 24 and a half. And then tonight I'm going to go Baltimore over 27 and a half. So that's going to be my five for this week. Um, let's see. We got some comments here as I was reading those. Uh, let's see. Oh, did y'all pick OU? I missed it. We sort of sort of <laughs> did. Yeah. <laughs> we both went with different bets than, uh, than uh, the, the spread one way or the other. Yeah. But, I think we both we both agree. Oh, you should win this game. Yeah, well, they should. Yeah. Will they uh, do it? I don't know, but they should. Martin says here's tonight's parlay. Uh, he's going under on the on the total of the college football game, under on the total of the NFL game, and the Toronto Raptors money line. So there's a parlay for everybody. Okay, Watch so he's it. going under forty six and a half on the NFL. Yep. And Pittsburgh tonight, he's going under 73. Yep. 
And uh, Toronto Raptors, I don't know who they play. Let's see. I have not looked up NBA. Let's. I've kind of been playing that a little bit, practicing for Stand down the road. here as we look up. The Raptors will play the 76ers tonight in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, a three-point favorite in this game. Raptors are six and six. Philadelphia, eight and four. So, ooh, he's Raptors in the win in an upset. Tonight. Yeah. Ooh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I could. I haven't watched any of those any of those teams play yet. So, I, I but he's so. he's he's pretty good at this. So, well, yeah, he's one for one with those NBA games. You right. know, they had it had it on lock uh, on Monday. So, that's good. All right, we've went about an hour and 20 minutes. Anything uh, else going on, or are we ready to go? I don't have anything. Uh, Isaac wanted me to talk about this, but we can do that some other time. Let's do that Monday night. And the only okay. reason I say that, Isaac, is we've been on for a while because we did a little 20-minute thing about the college football playoff to start this right. show. So just a little tease. We'll do this story on Monday night. So make sure to tune in uh, talking about Papa Dude at the scores table at Pierce City. Um, any, any preview without giving it away? Well, it's, it was, it was quite a scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, kinda, I, I, I know it's hard to believe, but I kind of lost control. <laughs> it was something I wasn't real proud of, but I kind of was proud of too. So. Okay. Yeah. I like it. All I right. Like it. All right. So tune in for that guys. We're going to get out of here. Thank you all, as always, for watching. Good luck to everybody playing, um, whether it's ponies or sports this weekend. Another good weekend. I don't have many of these weekends left where it's just full slates yeah. every Saturday and Sunday. So enjoy it while we got it, guys. And uh, we'll see you right back there uh, on Monday, Monday night. We'll be back uh, previewing the Monday night football game and wrapping up what we saw this week. Good luck uh, to everybody playing. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go? Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is 